Full send. Plus, just get out. You got flip-flops on. That mud? Nah, dude. <laughs> nah, you sticky. <laughs> Super sticky. And he might have not have known he ran aground. He might have just thought he got caught up on some things because of those weird ballasty wood yeah. rock things. The, the rock things. Yep. Okay. Right. Welcome back to We Are His Servants podcast. Hello. We're going to take this one very serious. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not. Already ruined it. No, we, <laughs> it's okay. It is okay. All right. So Genesis chapter seven. Um, brought to you so, by Bucky's. But brought to you by Bucky's. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, and Nick is back. If anybody was wondering, <laughs> without COVID, without COVID, he didn't yeah. die. No. Did we? Did you hear that one yet? Yes, I did. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> not dead. <laughs> Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the Lord said to Noah, get in the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found righteousness or righteous. I found you righteous in in this generation. And we will go back to that here in a hot second. So Noah gets up into the ark. Door's not closed yet. Uh, From what I read and how I interpret it, you know, the water start coming. The rain starts coming. I don't, this is like day one of the whole week, but you know, I would assume this, the storms are brewing. Animals start coming in. Um, so Noah starts picking out. Oh boy, here we go. So it's seven pair of every kind of clean animal. And uh, so it's a male and his mate, which is weird because they don't put female, but his mate. And then one pair of every kind of animal that is unclean, a male and its mate. And also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female. Again, back to that whole and its mate. And then he goes, the author goes into male and female. Yeah. Um, moving forward. Uh, so on the, basically fast forward a little bit on the seventh day, God says, you know, we're going to close this door. God closes the door for Noah, which I'm assuming is a big door. Uh, the door starts closing. The earth breaks open. Water start coming uh, more violently, if you will. I'm assuming the boat becomes aloft into the water, in the water. And, you know, they set sail. <laughs> <laughs> surf's up. Yeah, surf's up. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the basic gist of it. Um but what I want to what I want to dive into is noting that in chapter seven, all of you know we always talk about seven being the completion. Yes, and especially start started, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good, it was good, it was and good. Then on the seventh day, rest complete, right? Yes. And th- th- this is going to be a thing that's going to keep trucking through this whole Bible. But uh, the seven kinds of clean animals. He brought that. So that's the number of completion for that, for the animal. And then on the seventh day, the rains came. And then it comes into, there's a bunch of others. The 40 days, 40 nights is also the, is it the redemption? Is that what it is? I just read it. Oh, my goodness. I'll get back to you on that. But it's the 40 days, 40 nights, and it's basically the portion of how long it took for stuff to die. Um, and that's just based off of 
Oh, yep. Here it is. It's called uh, The 40 Days, 40 Nights, and Length of Time, Often Characterizing a Critical Period in Redemptive History. So that was like the reset button for God. So everything's dead, um, and he's putting the reset button on. And just to like make sure everything's dead, we're going to keep flooding this bad Larry. <laughs> I mean, if, if it does it for 40 days, 40 nights, we, we talked about it earlier, what is 150 days? Altogether, um, yeah. The it, it says the prevailed. The waters prevailed for 150 days. So yeah. people either yeah. look at that as the waters continue to rise for 150 days, or it rose to its highest point after 40 and stayed for 150 before it started to right. decrease or recede. Mm-hmm. And I could get behind either one of those thoughts because, again, we know the waters broke forth from under the ground, mm-hmm. not just rainfall. So I could get behind it continuing to rise for 150 days. <clears throat> that wouldn't affect my faith you know what i mean right and then just to just to put the exclamation point on it the verse 20 the waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth more than 15 cubits and we talked about cubits uh go down to the bottom here that is about 23 feet or about 6.8 meters 15 cubits um and that was beyond the mountain peaks yes so go back to how tall the ark was, it gave it a, just enough buoyancy yeah. for the ark to clear all the, the mountain mountains. peaks. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty neat. What a cool winky dink. Yeah. Yeah. And these are these are things that... Like somebody had a plan with that or something. Yeah. I just... Again, uh-huh. I just think yeah, like... That's weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you look at, if you look at it in a certain way, and we talked about it before, you have to believe this black and white. Yeah. But they're giving the author is giving you reasons to believe, like these small, narrow-minded things that people would ask. Well, wouldn't it crash? Or it's impossible for it to cover everything. But and and we had this conversation. I mean, in the beginning of building, making this podcast, I said I looked at you spe- specifically. Yes, that specifically Pacific Ocean, words. Pacific Ocean. Yeah. So I looked at you like that, and I said, "You believe that it was a land thing, like as far as Noah." could see was flooded or the whole world mesopotamian flood yeah or was it the whole world and you know we could go back and forth on that all the time but what i do believe is whatever's in this book so if it says the world was covered the world's covered yeah that's where i'm at amen (laughs) and and i I did some when i was of course studying for the podcast um and of course it's, it's just a great excuse for me to study things in the Bible, I was, I was looking at that, like, where did all this water come from? Like, how high did it have to be and stuff like that? And it, so it was 23 feet above the highest mountain. Yeah. But then you look at our highest mountain on the planet today. Mount Everest. Mount Everest, 29,029 feet, five and a half miles tall. Mm-hmm. But it, above it, sea level. Above sea level. Um, but even if, so that's a big, a big um, stumbling block or a big thing that people who don't want to believe the Bible or believe what it says, whatever, are going to go, well, there's no way the water got above Mount Everest. Well, I'm not saying I, I don't I can't hold to this, but I doubt Mount Everest was that tall during the flood. I just don't believe it. It talks about a lot, especially in Psalms. Um, I can pull it up real quick. I got it over here somewhere. I kind of doubt that. I mean, a lot of land masses we know of today were totally different. Absolutely. Before well, you, you the flood, you think of the plates and how the plates flood. like collide, and when they Abs- collided, yep. they would start building these mountain forms. Yeah, it talks about it in Amos, Job, and Psalms. So chapter 9 of Amos, chapter 38 of Job, and um, 
all of Psalms 104 about how the mountains are going up and the valleys are coming down, and that's where the waters are running off the mountains into the right. valleys. Yeah. It's talking about the receding of the water, but it actually t- describes the mountains coming up. Yeah. And it's a very direct language. It isn't just like that's the way of describing the water receding. It's very direct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mountains were formed. Yeah, so I, I think I think mountains were formed. I think when the when the mountains were being pushed up due to, and I think it's from the waters, water breaking forth, I think, I think, yeah. Under the ground that left the scars that we call tectonic plates. They're still moving today. I think far slower, obviously, than they yeah, were yeah, then. Yeah. Um, but if you take take the earth and flatten it out perfectly smooth, not that I believe that was the case during Noah's day, but if you did, made it perfectly no, smooth. You had wind, stuff like that. Um, and took just the water that's on earth right now that we know about, mm-hmm. um, it would cover the entire earth with 1.7 miles of water. So there's enough water to definitely drown the planet easily. Now you add hills and valleys and mountains, it's going to obviously change. Yeah. And I think with the rising of the land and the lowering of the waters, it looks like it does today. But there's plenty of water to do it. Plenty yeah. of water. Plenty. Yeah. So everyone's like, where did all the water go? Have you seen a map of it's, the world? It's it, still 70% there. 70%? Yeah, 70% the... of the surface of the world is covered in water. Yeah. 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 It's just how did the land rose. Yeah. And that's, so, what, that's what we're trying to get after is... That the land did rise. And there's crazy, <clears throat> and maybe we could do a special, that'd be a long special just on evidence of a, what's called a global catastrophe, not even the flood. I mean, we could we could do it right now. I mean, oh, we, man, we don't have the time. Well, yeah, I, I know that, but. <laughs> but I mean, it's small things like most of your giant mountain ranges are parallel to the two oceans. Yeah. It, it, it shows how that pushing of the mountains causes the, the water to fall off. You look at. Just normal um, oh, layering. Where, dude, where was that? Where Which was one? that that place at that people can go to right now on their Google map and zoom in? Are we, which one are we talking about? That that thing on the Rogan. Oh, so just Google um, fingerprints of the gods or um, um, Hancock, Graham Hancock. Yeah. Um, and any of his work on And I, I think he's agnostic, isn't he? Uh, I'm pretty sure he is agnostic, actually. And I think that's why he hasn't fully dove into the global flood model, even though he describes pretty much a global flood. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he's on on the point with everything he talks about, for the most part. I think he's got a few things I don't agree with, some of his timelines. Um, but his his theory aligns perfectly with what most biblical historians think probably caused the flood, which is a.k.a. A, there was some sort of vapor barrier above the earth that was destroyed probably by a meteor or a comet that came in and struck the earth, which caused a lot of violent problems. He talks about in his research that there was the continental ice shelf thing, whatever it's called. I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not, I don't have my notes in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was covering a huge, huge portion of North America, Canada, all, all, all through there. Um, one to two miles thick. They believe the meteor struck there, which was trillions of cubic miles of water displaced trillions um, a lot of other stuff that goes into that. I think that could have been enough if there were water under the ground, which they actually are just now doing like, um, not ground penetrated radar, but radars at the bottom of the ocean and yep. discovering that when the, when the, these waves at the bottom of the ocean and they kind of go through the dirt, they're finding actually water under the water. Like there's caverns under mm-hmm. the ocean of water. Yeah. Um, so there's even more water on the earth than we know about, you know? Right. Um, so it's it's very easy to see, especially in his research. If you look at his research through like the lens of a Christian, look through the lens of a catastrophe that is aka the biblical flood, man, the the the, the parallels are scary, scary. Accurate. Well, I, I think one of the things that they did bring up is 
if you Google map Africa, because Africa is a pretty flat, barren area. Yeah. If you Google map Africa and just look at the, like the northern, northern, eastern, northern, western area on Google map at a far distance, and you look at that and you look at what <clears throat> what the ocean looks like, the bottom of the ocean, it's almost like the same. The ripples. Yeah, yeah. all these ripples of, you know, but massive like- amounts of water would have to make these it's not and, just like wind and it's it's yeah it's the ripples yeah. there it's it's stuff like simple stuff in my in my biblical view of there's um look up dry falls it's like the largest waterfall on the planet but there's no water on the waterfall it had to be caused by a mass amount of water that doesn't exist yeah the grand canyon i don't think took billions of years to carve through that if you look at the sedimentary sedimentary layers of it and compare it to other places all over the world those layers are like they're like a bunch of leaves overlapping each other. Those mm-hmm. layers had to be placed down in a catastrophic event. Yeah, they like got blown out real quick. Blown out real quick. The flood of the whole earth was covered in water for at least 150 days. The waters prevailed for 150 days. Yeah. The water coming up and down would have been just shaking everything up. You look at the, the, the um, what do they call it? The the columns of dirt where they find all the dinosaur bones and it goes up. Yeah, the yeah. The mesozoid mezzo- yeah, yeah, yeah. and all those. You look at those, those can all be easily explained too with... You take take a glass or bottle of dirt and sand and rocks and shake it up. They'll layer themselves automatically. Mm-hmm. And they just magically happen to lay themselves exactly how they would if it was in a flood. The bones and everything. Like, yeah. It's, there's so many lines of evidence. I don't even have... I mean... Yeah, and, and really, agreed. it's not our job yeah. to make you... To make a listener a believer Sedimentary based off of like strata. some kind of scientific um, information. I, I guess if you're... You know, atheist and listening to this, trying to prove us wrong. Uh, you're not really hurting me, so no. And then we good even, luck. We were talking about like the the massive amount of dinosaur <clears throat> graveyards. And yeah. it's not even like a dino, a T Rex fell over and there's bones fossilized. It's right. It's like it's pieces, like thousands in places, all thousands piled up. Piled up. Like yeah. obviously they were they were washed in there by something. There was some sort of flood. And if you want to believe it's localized, sure, go for it. Why not? Yeah. There's there's crazy things about um and uh Hancock gets into this a lot. Um how how do how did animals die standing up, eating food in their mouth? So there was an instant freezing, which can be caused by I don't know, it's weird. Matt any when water happens like that, forty days and forty nights of mm-hmm. it. It magically, uh, at least to me, magically through some sort of weird process, pulls it to the poles. Yeah, and it'll immediately freeze it. Immediately freeze it. So there were animals, I believe, that were trapped in ice, like in the first few hours of the flood happening. Um, or it could have been post flood. There's, there's two different theories on that too. There's, dude, there's so much stuff. It's just, yeah. There's, they're finding clams. Clams when they die, their their muscles automatically will let go and they open their mouth always. Mm-hmm. That's just a normal thing that clams yeah, do. Yeah. They're finding clams that are like the size of the table we're sitting at, like the size of a small car. They're still closed and fossilized, which means they had to be buried alive instantaneously. Like they couldn't even open their mouths after they died. And they're up on like 15,000 feet on mountainsides. Yeah. It's just crazy yeah. stuff that there was a there was a catastrophic event at some point in our history. And it's very clear. But the gradualist point of view, to give the counter argument, is, well, that was the bottom of the ocean 15 billion years ago, or million, 15 mm-hmm. million years ago, or whatever number they apply to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's just slowly got to the point where it is today. So that's the counter argument. Well, so. and, and here's the problem. Like, people are going to hunt and peck with information they want to know, right? And yeah. scientists are normally non-believers. Yes. Yeah. So the people do out there doing the work are not trying to prove 
that God exists, they're trying to prove God didn't exist. Yes. So right, yeah. right, they're writing their own, they're writing their own script because yeah. I'm not smart enough. I, I listened to one of our one of ours when we talked. I said like, oh, you put a bone in a in a computer, and uh, it would tell you exactly where you know the carbon date was. Yeah. I mean, I already. For people who were listening to that, it already happens. Yeah, I know, guy. It already <laughs> happens. But what I'm saying is, like, I I could say whatever I want if I'm the if I'm the specialist, if I'm the professional in it, and you're not the professional. I could say whatever I want, and you'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Sure, he, sure. He, he yeah. went to college. Yeah, he went to yeah. college. He has the big machine. He wears glasses. Yeah, he, he has <laughs> a lot of glasses. We're doing science. But um, I think that's a good spot to uh, cut out. And then we'll, when we come back tomorrow, we'll talk about, um, I want to talk about how God blesses generations for one person's good doing. Ooh. Mm, solid. Yeah. Okay. Sick. We'll see you awesome. later. Bye. Bye. Find oh. a good spot. Pa, 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 pa. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. It is John, Matt, and Nick. And, uh, you know, our big thing and our big takeaway from everything that we're doing right now is to help you find Christ. And without him, we would be nothing. And this podcast would be nothing. In Romans 10, 13, uh, Nick, why don't you give it to him? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's all you need to do. You need to profess your love for Jesus Christ, open your heart and let him into your life. Uh, Find a friend, tell them, Pray about it. Do whatever you got to do. But there's a reason that you are listening to this podcast. If you're already saved, go save a friend. Do it today. Do it. Hurry up. Time is of the essence.